doesn't like that robot voice Terry can we get rid of it, it look she's asleep now we can get dozens of these blogs done while under the radar it's like the great escape when the when the searchlights go out what do you mean this is the only one that's left oh yeah of course it is this is the most current one well we've done well Terry well done I'm glad we're back on an even keel um, between you and me should we get rid of robot voice soon because it's just getting boring okay well if you like it we'll keep it I don't want to annoy you anymore I'm enjoying creating t-shirts to give away to monthly subscriber draw winners to, to auction on eBay, which is lucky because if the Kickstarter thing and the see all 12 shows and get a t-shirt offer for my new Leicester Square shows in August and September go well, I could be making about 100 of these things. I was never a big one for art. I was competent to good at most things at school, but in sport, woodwork and art, I was weak. And being weak at those things made me generally less willing to try hard, like all the other human beings. I had artistic grandparents who I think were disappointed by my cat-candid inability to make a pencil, crayon or brush do what I wanted it to. Occasionally, when I really took my time and concentrated, I could do something that wasn't totally embarrassing, but it wasn't any good. What did it matter? Art wasn't a proper subject. I could use the time to try and work on my comedy act and try to come up with jokes to cover my ineptitude, whereas ironically, with the subject I was good at, I could also lark around because I generally found the work easy. Our art teacher had made us all gather all the art we created over the four years at school and took it home in a big sleeve that we'd made out of cardboard and decorated with crayons. Even my folder looked awful. I guess she thought we would keep that for our whole lives and look back at what we'd done, laugh and remember, but the minute I got home, I took every piece of art I'd created and burnt them in the back garden. It made me feel good to destroy my failure, and I guess I was too young to feel like a Nazi destroying works of art that I deemed unacceptable. It was obvious why I was doing it, and though I slightly regret my impetuousness now, I can't hand on heart say that I really want to look at those awful drawings and paintings again. Then again, my stories and writing were also terrible. They were good enough at the time to feel like they were worth keeping, and I'm delighted I still have those. It's not like I'm not now good at art. Have a look at the t-shirts I'm creating. If anything else, I've got worse. If anything, I've got worse. But I really enjoy doing these t-shirts, and I often start without any real idea of what I'm going to do and bowl into the designs with no planning or roughing out. What do you mean you can tell? And I let the muse take over me. And as horrific as the results are, they are genuine self-expression and I like doing them. Today I was working with new pens that deposit big splodges of fabric pen, giving a three-dimensional effect, a bit like the Marcus's baths technique as it goes, but also the kind of accidental smears that come with it as well. I am, if you will, a kind of Jackson Bollock. I hope one day my mixture of faux knife and actual knife when naive will make be heralded as for its daring use of colour, dimension and swearing. I should at least be applauded for my commitment to never giving up and starting again. If I make an error, it gets incorporated and makes the art better. I'm thinking of giving up comedy and taking on art full time and I hope the investments of tens of pounds that some of you will make over the years almost double in value. If you end up with an original Richard Herring, then for God's sake don't wear it, hang it on the wall or put it in a vault of safe deposit box, but not that place where they broke in because of thieves will definitely steal it. Although they only take me about six minutes to create, I'm just one man and I've started with our arts late in life and so there will not be too many of these masterpieces. Get bidding on eBay now, there's a link on the blog. These are Herring1967, if you want to go to eBay, that's my handle. These snooker ones are two of my favourites, combining as they do two of my art forms t-shirts and snooker there's also some scripts old photos and bits of pistol that's the final stunt wing although i did manage to find one of his actual wing today which got broken off by the idiots who took him and put him on children's tv 
I don't think I'll be selling that. It's genuinely a part of it. And talking of stupid art projects, I don't know who is more stupid, the people who try and kill you for drawing a picture of a semi-fictional magic man or the people who decide to have a competition to draw him as some kind of stand for self-expression. I mean, I'm all for freedom of speech and for questioning religion, but it strikes me that drawing a picture of the Prophet Muhammad is not something that any of these people would even think of doing, let alone want to do. Is it freedom of expression if you're only doing something because you know it will piss some other people off? Maybe it is, but you're still being a dick if you push that point. You're stopping me doing something I would never have contemplated doing otherwise, and now you must pay. Don't get me wrong, you're also clearly a dick if you tried to kill people for drawing a picture, and double dick if you tried to do that but only succeed in killing yourself. But it seems like everyone's a dick in this situation. And yet it might be the solution to the problem if the kinds of idiots who think it's worth making a standover and the kind of idiots who think you must die for doing a drawing can keep on arranging events like this, then eventually they'll wipe each other out and the rest of us can get on with being mildly annoyed or ambivalent about the pictures.